Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers episode 70. Tonight we're digging into part three of our three-part Woodstock quick hit series and focusing on Woodstock 99. Quite possibly the final one of all time ever, ever, ever. (laughs) What are we drinking, boys? Uh, Whose turn is it to go first before we even get into that? Uh, I think it's uh, Dave's turn to go first. I don't know whose turn it is now. It's not mine. I've got got something good for for just because of the, the... um, let's just say the the notoriety of 99. Yes. <laughs> I picked up something quite nice here. I've got uh, Persephone, which is one of my favorites. Um, they make a really good stout. Um, and um, they just make really good dark beer in general. So this is a Hazy ISA. And um, the... The, the cover is really nice. It says a local beer that supports the locals. Proceeds from this brew go to Sunshine Coast Community Food Box Program. Nice. nice. So I thought this would be, uh, yeah, uh, a multi-farm project intended to add value, nutrition, and stability to the Sunshine Coast food system. So I thought that that's was a nice balance to what we're about to talk about. That's 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 a good yeah. contrast. Like, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. yeah. Good. sits a little closer to sixty nine than it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's nice. I like that. That's good. Well, Mike, what do you got? I have from Vancouver Island Brewing a Mystic Haze Pale Ale. Mystic Haze, yeah. There you go. I like those. Cans. Oh, nice yeah, wolves on there. Yeah, I love that can. Yeah, it's nice. The wolf. Can't go wrong so with yeah, Bailey Nope. Fantastic. And I, I sandwiched this and I got another Hoin Brewing Company. Uh, and this is the Fiesta Ale. The Fiesta, the Fiesta oh, yeah. Ale. Cool. Yeah, and another nice. uh, novel here from Sean. But uh, it's very nicely written again. Um but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it a go. I don't know much behind it um, other than I, I'm thinking it's tasting like a cerveza kind of, maybe. I don't know. I'll let you guys know how it is. But <laughs> It's a fiesta. It's a party. It's a party. And speaking of a party, Woodstock 99 on the Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. And in oh, 7,000 degree heat with expensive water how can you go wrong wrong? so michael lang again we're just like okay he he almost got it 94 and you would have thought 99 would have been the let's just say the gem of the trilogy but how did this go so fucking wrong i think it was because it was on a tarmac (laughs) that was the big part the fucking air force base the, the, the biggest part is is when they go into it knowing that they they're only doing it to make a profit yeah yeah like that was 100 percent focus of the promoters and everyone that set it up is we will make profit so you cut all the corners you possibly can to make profit 
And they did that. They did that quite well yeah. in cutting corners, right? I mean, between the, the bathroom situation and the lack thereof and the lack of oh, drinking man. water and, yeah, just the lack of $4 basic $4 amenities of for no human shame. life. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, things go wrong real fast. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, y- y- you're right, though. And then you throw new metal right. at that. You know, yeah. and that's, you a bunch that's of the thing. Angry, angsty. There's no way he knew that this lineup was going to, who this lineup even was. Like, there's if anybody would have seen this lineup, if you would have shown that to anybody, they would have said, this is going to be a problem. Like, and especially this, like, about I, I don't know who did the planning of the, who came on next, but it was like, it got like worse and worse and worse. And then like, just yeah. like, and now we're going to bring yeah. out Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> it went limp biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, telling everyone, fuck yeah. you, I'm not going to do what you tell me. And then, then Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then go and to the party tent and go listen to uh, the Chemical Brothers at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no one's sleeping. No one's eating. No one's drinking water anyway. <laughs> no one's drinking. No, but you got to think that like you must have ran out of your booze like early. If you if you snuck anything in there, that was gone a long time ago, right? So, you know, oh, it's just a list of drugs being passed around. I think this is why. Things and I think that so that probably sideways. ended like dried up too. Probably at one point, right? Like everybody's probably only could bring so much in. Well, they've probably got people throwing stuff over that. Yeah, fence. or just yeah, breaking down the fence. Bags, bags of pills, throw it over. Oh, goodness, yeah. right? It just, just unreal, man. But yeah, like the the lineup. Why? It, it, there's nothing peace and love about that. No, you know, you, you've got these, you've got these peace and love, chill bands sprinkled in, but. Damn. I mean, I felt, I think, for those who have watched this documentary on Netflix, um, I think uh, the guy I felt the worst for was Gavin Rossdale when I, when in that interview, oh, yeah. and I was like, you know what? Like, I got a newfound yeah. respect for that guy. That's a tough act to follow and a tough crowd to come out to, and he did it, and... And chilled Yeah, yeah they made it through there, and they made it through that set, and that's a tough spot for that band to be in, you know? Yeah. But, uh Wow. It just, yeah, there was some of those, some of those acts that were whoever planned out the schedule on that one. It was like, you know, so just context, Corn was before yeah. Bush. Yes. And it, apparently everyone was there to see Corn. Yes. They did their thing. Yes. Thank you. People were show. frothing at the mouth. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then Bush comes out. <laughs> just with Glycerin. Walks out. Just that build up for Blind, though. Holy shit. Yeah. For corn, when it comes, it's just the did it in it, and they just dragged it on, did it in it, and you can just see the crowd just building and building. Yeah. As soon as that "Are you ready?" kicks in, damn. Well, and that's the thing. This yeah. is that we were explodes. talking about '94 catching some of those, uh, you know, groups at their height, and this is what this was. This oh. was catching these yep. new metal bands or whatever you want to call them, whatever this was in '99 yeah. at their peak. When we're talking about Limp Bizkit, yeah. we're talking about Corn. You know, like all these bands are at the height of their peak of their of their fame, and yeah, wow. Especially Limp Bizkit. I mean, uh, their their second album came out not not too long before yeah. that, and yeah. you know, it was 
they were bigger than corn at the time for you know MTV wise. When you're when you're looking at uh, you know just just the certain tracks like Break Stuff and Nookie, and it was just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, if you guys probably know this, but for anybody else, I was I remember this very well because I was very ill on the couch in 1999, and my dad bought me the pay per view of. Woodstock 99, which nice. proceeded mm-hmm. to videotape the entire thing from start to finish. So I had this for years, but like it was like the greatest thing in the world you could imagine. And at age 18, <laughs> sitting on the couch, all yeah. it is is just naked girls, <clears throat> the best music of what's going on right now, and like naked girls like it's just like (laughs) that's like all they're showing on on pay-per-view and i'm just like this is like no holds barred and like it's it was awesome like to watch it all and you could see it all kind of unfolding on pay-per-view and just you could feel like it going south even from my couch like it was just like you could get a sense of it right and and they're just like showing the band there's just like guys like walking amongst like the concourse and like around the base like with the camera it's just like people just like flashing and just like doing drugs and and like just right on camera it was just like the wildest scene ever i'm like what is going on there like it just you know it it looks so wild even from the pay-per-view and they just allowed them to do anything and it was kind of cool that they interviewed the pay-per-view guy in the 99 documentary and he's like it's i could do whatever i wanted like you know, right? So, <clears throat> no security, no cops, no organization, no anything. Yeah, yeah, and that was crazy too. When they talked about the them switching and selling their like piece, of their T-shirts, the like crew T-shirts oh, yeah. or whatever, selling those yeah. and like, oh, it was. <laughs> Where will that shirt get you? Uh, a- anywhere. I'll get you backstage. <laughs> Sells it for like two hundred bucks. <laughs> I can't believe like resource. Like looking at the documentary, there's this one point where it's like Fat Boy Slim is in the the rave tent or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's like a van or a oh, truck yeah. being a driven through the crowd. A van. Yeah. And the driver and was like, so messed this, up. Someone has stolen a truck and is driving it through the like this is just a testament to how off the fucking rocker it was. Yep. Yeah. And a whole bunch of really gnarly bad stuff was happening. And then it cuts to the promoters and they're just like, well, you know, if you look at it, it's about the same size population-wise as a city. And in a city, bad shit happens. Yeah. So it's a couple you figured bad it was probably, you know, normal, it's par a, for the course. It's a couple bad And eggs. you're like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is but it, terrible. But, you know, it's and it's like that. East Coast, uh, like 1999 East Coast, it, it, it's a totally different kind of, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but like if you spend time out there, it's like it's like a macho kind of, uh, you know, yep. attitude that that's out Fat there. And it's boy. like Jersey Yeah, like Shore, that kind of yeah, thing. And that's of. what the clientele is, right? Like that is coming to this in 1999, right? right? And that it just is a recipe for disaster in all ways. And... You know, I I told Nicole after we watched it, I'm like, you know, would this like happen again? And it's like, no, because it's so many of these big festivals are happening now, and that kind of stuff doesn't happen, right? Like Coachella goes off every right. year without 
somebody, you know, none of that happening, right? Like these happen all the time now. So it's like, what happened? You know, like to make this one, I, I mean, obviously it's a perfect storm of all these things, but like, you know, it's been hot at festivals before. It's been, you know, bad bathrooms, bad water. We've all been to those festivals it's, where you're like, this is a dump, you know? Yeah. They just cut corners so bad, and there were so many people there, I think. I mean, I don't know. And then and then you just take a look at, like, the, the late 90s, early 2000s, aggressive yep. music. Yep. It was very, you know... Um, like you said, machoistic, aggressive, yeah. and things just got, uh, it was a recipe for disaster. The Coachella seems to like, as far as it's branded, it's more of like inclusive, everyone's going to have a great time. Where uh, 99, I mean, when you look through it, I mean, it, uh, shit, there's, there's a lot of, like, it's like Godsmack, Megadeth, um, DMX. Ice it's cube. just a lot yeah, of heavy. like, male posturing and like when you have a six big like a hundred thousand people doing that and and what about how do you control that what what about cyril joe (laughs) (laughs) you know what i had to watch cyril joe today just to remind myself i was like i know i should know who these kids are but it's so awful but yeah they were on they were on the emerging emerging artist stage Right? Along with Big Sugar. Along with Big Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember watching the Tragically Hip performance, too. They, they It was yeah. at, like, yeah. I don't know, 12 o'clock in the afternoon kind of thing. Uh, they were the first ones of the day, and there was nobody there. Like, I was, of course, front and yeah. center, ready to go on it, and it was there was nobody listening to them. Nobody cared. Nobody. Really? No. It was like... I'm, I'm amazed they were even on that yeah. bill. Don't tell me what the poets Yeah, there's a few people was, in the crowd there that were, like, trickling in but you know knowing the landscape of what happened during this obviously you know they they didn't have a good night the night before so (laughs) yeah 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 i mean there is i mean there's like rusted root i mean they tried to pepper in some like love and peace a little bit yeah you can see there's there's like bruce hornsby that played like there was some weird ones too that came out there right jewel (laughs) Like Jewel yeah. played there. Like, oh yeah, there, Alanis Morissette. Yeah, like it just ICP. It feels... I mean, why why could they not chill everyone out? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but it feels like Jewel you know it, running around with Coachella with their too. Go back to that, like and and... you know, is there like naked girls like crowd surfing like there was at this one, like. Probably not to that extent, but they also had security at Coachella's. Yeah, they had. Nah, I've never been. To but one, you know what I mean. I like it's imagine. probably not not like that. I would assume, right? Like it just. Yeah. It gets a different time, I guess. Like. I think there's probably just more security. Yeah. I mean, like as far as I understand, ninety nine, they didn't have security at all. They had like, a couple when, dudes yeah. who were just there to party, and I think that was they're they're trying to like keep the vibe of 69 and 94 going where like 69 it was wavy gravy like yo man watch out for that brown acid but besides that love and peace yeah. and they tried that in 99 it just i mean didn't no. translate no. 30 years no, later it didn't. well when just you, didn't. you look back at 69 where people were it was it was a community you know yeah parts of it were a community where people cared about where they were and they cleaned up after themselves 
Now, now going back to the going back to that documentary where uh, that that one woman she's driving around and there's everyone's complaining about all the garbage because yeah. nobody's cleaning up the yeah. trash. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to drive around in my golf cart and pass out garbage bags, and everyone will be a community like they were in '69, and everyone's going to help out. It's like, fuck you! I paid two hundred fifty dollars for my ticket. You clean it up. Like it's, yeah. uh, it, it's it's unreal. And and even so much of this would have been would have been saved if they would have gave out free water all weekend. They would yeah. have sucked out and power washed the shitters every day and picked up some garbage fair enough a lot yeah. of the rage and the hatred would have would have settled i think but when you get to day two and you notice that there is zero security and there's zero cops so now i can do whatever i want to whomever i want and then you get to th- day three and everyone's so pissed off where you're sleeping in mud and shit and all the, and the porta potties and, and sunstroke because you have nowhere to go yeah. You see those people hiding under trucks and cars for shade, uh, and it's just the sun's just beating off the tarmac. Oh man! Yeah, it must have been hell. And no I remember that. There's that shot of that guy. <laughs> the one scene in that documentary where he's got like one of those 18 liter jugs or whatever. He's just like pouring yeah. it on the crowd. Like <laughs> I'm like, what a yeah. waste! Like he's just like yeah. sprinkling it on the crowd, and it's gone in like three seconds. I'm like, oh. yeah. Every band should have had a fire hose on stage. Yeah, and exactly, right? Someone spraying down the, the audience. The juxtaposition and... to that and what was going on backstage, though, was was funny, right? Like, P. Diddy's walking oh, around yeah. backstage with his... All corporate. Here's free yeah, stuff. here you go, right? Like, you want free kicks? You want free... Not that it's a big surprise, go. right? But it's just funny what's going on yeah. behind the yeah. fence. It's like, you know, peasants on the other side. Yeah. Kings on one side, peasants exactly. on the other. Yeah. But the peasants still, I mean, like, as bad as things got, mm-hmm. they still showed up. And there was still an oh, yeah. um, amazing amount of people in front of these stages that yeah. just partied. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what really blows my mind. And who, yeah. who's... It's funny because at the very end of the video, there's uh, a couple of people and they're like, yeah, as bad as it was... It was the best time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was great, man. It was great. And I told Mike like they showed at the end there, like, oh, Michael Lang passed away like three months after this was recorded. And I mean, you know, God rest his soul. But like, am I supposed to feel bad? Like that was that was that yeah. right? done for a reason? Like, you know, yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah, like that's unfortunate. It's not going to change but... anything that you you did this all for profit and you effed everyone over for the dollars. And then that the, his, his partner, the promoter, that, that guy's worse. Dude. That guy's oh, the worst. Wow. That guy's terrible. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember his name, yeah. but he was in there lots. And I, to be perfectly honest, I can't even believe that that guy agreed to be in, and Michael Lang agreed to be in this documentary. Totally. I'd be like, no. Yeah. This is going to be on Netflix? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and how positively he was speaking about the whole event as well after. Oh, yeah. Fight. Still buttering it up like yeah. it was like the greatest thing ever like it all went off without a hitch right wow. like yeah that guy and even the the very first thing when he was like with james brown 
too. And he, oh, well, yeah. I, <laughs> so James awesome. Brown be paid in cash. Like, well, I told him paid. to yeah. go shove it <clears throat> up his ass or whatever, right? Like, oh, great. <laughs> like, you told James Brown, like, to, you know, great. You, you told him, you know, like. Yeah, big tough guy. God. That guy's the worst. The worst. <laughs> I'm on a duffel bag <laughs> yep. before I go on stage. Yep. <laughs> He's been fucked over so many times in his career, too. It's just you oh, pay me awesome. or else. Awesome. Major festival. <laughs> He's like 80 at that time. Yep. <laughs> in cash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, that, like, I mean, when you look at the, the lineup, it's, it's pretty stellar. It's great. But people still wanted that ultimate closer they still wanted the Jimi hendrix at nine in the morning and uh i just love it how they're just like okay rumors rumors, yeah well and they they told everybody like why do you do that oh like santa's coming santa's coming and then like you put up a video of Jimi hendrix playing like yeah no (laughs) yeah Yeah, you build it up to that point and you still give them great and i mean come on the candles the uh, if you are you are Dumb. that out of touch with that, you cannot read that crowd that you're gonna now pass out fire to every single one of these crazy MFs. Like, uh, come on. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you you don't know what's going on then. Like, you know, oh, and I like that guy with the beard too in that documentary. But like, still, yeah. he's like telling everybody, "Well, I told them, I told them." Like, well, awesome, Some man. Bad, like, yeah. but it still happened. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but talk about like different ends of the spectrum. I mean, sixty nine and ninety nine. Oh, I guess you could put ninety four in the middle. Um, yeah. Well, who? Uh, Just it's two. Totally different, Matt. Yeah, and like bookends too at the same time. But like, it feels like ninety four yeah. was almost like the one that got it right. You know that yeah. that figured it out. And the one that no one really talks yeah. about. Yeah. Well, it, it seems it got like over, both, you know the sixty nine and and ninety nine were so overshadowing. Where you've got the the nostalgia factor of sixty nine, where you know everyone sees it in video or as as being this magical time of you know drugged up elves <laughs> going around in a field playing, listening to music, and then you've got <laughs> Woodstock ninety nine that is pure hell. Yeah. Of course, ninety four is forgettable after those. It is, yeah. I almost want to see the the, so. the ninety four documentary now. Let's see that one. You know, like they got yeah. lo- lots of stuff yeah. on that one still. But yeah, the ninety nine lineup is is solid from front to back. Like when you actually look at it and see who played, it's like it's very mm-hmm. good. It's a very good lineup, even in today's standards. It's still, I'd still go see all those bands probably if they were playing today, right? Would you go through it? Would you go through that hell just to see this lineup? And that's the thing I was going to ask you guys. I mean, okay, like if I have to pick like the performance of each festival, who is the best performance of each festival? I'm like, maybe I pick oh, Hendrix man. in 69. Maybe I pick Nine Inch Nails in 94. Yeah. But I don't know who I pick in 99, you know? I I, I would take Corn. I think, for 99. It was a great performance, no question about it. I would yep. take Corn. Yeah, and it was cool that Jonathan Davis was in that documentary too yeah totally yeah, yeah. <clears throat> neat. Um, but there's lots of good ones like there's lots of great performances throughout well, even dave matthews well there was everybody there that's the thing they had that too yeah. they had yeah. some of that too they had like i said they had jewel they had 
Bush, they had Dave Matthews, they had Tragically Hip, they had Serial yeah. Joe. <laughs> what else do you need? I can't believe they played there. My name is Kid. Mm-hmm. A great performance. <laughs> and that was right before Limp Biscuit too. Mm-hmm. Serial no, Joe? Kid Rock. Kid Rock, oh. yeah. Oh, Kid, Kid Rock. That was right before that, too. <laughs> so that was... Was he? No, it was a Lattice more set. Oh, was right it? Before oh, was Limp Bizkit. It? it was the same. It was oh, because yeah, it, was, yeah, it was like a maybe right before that. I remember Fred Durst made a big thing about yeah. it. It was like Lattice more sets wants you to mellow out. I want you guys to fucking break shit and burn <laughs> stuff down. And they're like, yeah. And they did. And was, then Rage went on and then Metallica went on. But it was all it was all Fred Durst's fault. It was all yeah. the whole tragedy of the entire weekend. But that's what I wanted to see. Biscuit. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they went on stage, that was probably one of the first times I've ever seen Limp Biscuit play live. Yep. And like, yep. I mean, just West Borland alone, he was oh, all man. weird and. It was a great performance. Makeup. I don't know. Seen him all crouched yeah. on the stage and rocking back and forth. They didn't know what was going on, but um, it was something. Yeah. It was definitely something. But it was nice. It, it was cool too that. They just, they didn't give a fuck, like about what was going on. You got John Otto and you got you got West Borland and Fred. They're they're all on the stage and they're just pushing it. Yeah, they they are. And what's terrible is in that documentary they show, um, uh, not West Borland, but they show what's his face. Sorry, bass or Fred Durst, lead Fred, singer. Of Fred Durst. Fred Durst. Durst. Fred Durst. Mm-hmm. And he's like. It wasn't our fault, man. It wasn't our fault. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, just for the record. man. It was just under yeah. Just for the record. Not and same thing with uh, Chili Peppers, too, right? I mean, coming out there and playing yeah. fire, you know. I mean, Yeah. What the hell, man? Oh, yeah. You know, you're just inciting it. But, I mean, he said that. Uh, somebody from the Jimi Hendrix like foundation or 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 the family was backstage, and they uh, they were like, mm-hmm. no, they're not doing anything for my for my father. They're doing no tribute. So then they said, can you play a Jimi Hendrix tune? And then that's yeah. what they said. That's how they did it. Yeah. So they happened to pick <laughs> fire. Most appropriate. Most appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Song. Not all on the Watchtower or the Wind Cries Mary, but yeah. let's do fire. <clears throat> Yep. Yeah, when they've just yep. handed out candles. Fire, <laughs> fire, burn, fire. Yeah. So which one out of all three, which one would you boys want to go? 94. To? 94. 69. I gotta go 69 too. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Um, but 94 is close. That's, that's close. I remember wanting to go. I remember wanting to go to 94 and to 99. I remember both of those. Mm-hmm. I wanted, to, of course, neither, neither of them was ever going to probably happen, right? Like, never. Yeah. Ninety four, yeah. definitely not. Ninety nine, maybe, but I was eighteen and had no money, yeah. so. And now I'm forty two <laughs> and have no money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think sixty nine. I think there's when I look at that lineup and I look at that the time. That lineup at 69 is just, it's so good. It's so good. And again, still bands that I would see to this day. Sly and the Family Stone, the Who, Jefferson Airplane. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Well, yeah, even even good that time. Richie Havens just, man, that just seems like a that good Richie time. Havens performance of the very beginning. Oh man, you know. Oh, he's just playing thumb. with this fucking yeah. thumb, and you're like, yeah. what? They wouldn't let him off no, stage. No, he was yeah. so backed up. He was on there for hours. Yeah, they said he played like three hours, like seven encores. The, the other band was caught in traffic, so they just told him to keep going out there. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like I'm done. I got nothing left. Get on there. You keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nuts. Oh, man. Yeah. But uh, Santana. I, I don't know. Oh. There's so many there. There's so many there. But again, at the time in 99, if you would ask me, I probably would have said 99 because I wanted to go see all those bands that were playing then, right? Like, yeah. That's interesting you put yeah. it that way. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. 94, I was like, yeah, let's go see all these bands and all this, you know? But. Even 69, I'm like, I'd still go see all those right now. You yeah. Know? It was just the wrong venue for 99. I mean, it was, it was, yes, again, look at the roster. It's fucking amazing, but it's just like putting a bunch of rats in a bucket and lighting them. Yeah. Flame underneath it. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, like we want to talk about primal. Yeah. I mean, this was like primal in its, you know, purest sense, you know deprive people of their basic human rights and they're going to go absolutely crazy on you and rightfully so right like that's what you get so and it happened quick it was like you know you're stuck in in prison and it's you know for the most part normal people normal every day you you know walk past on the street people and you do that three days in a row now you got a prison riot and they're blowing up <laughs> truck trailers and propane tanks. Oh, that morning after shot, then when they showed that going Damn. through, it was like, yeah. It, Fucking war, war zone. zone. Yeah, total war zone. It's like yeah. Amsterdam on a Sunday morning, right? Like, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amsterdam on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some crazy shit. Amsterdam Absolutely, right? Morning, like, so. it's shit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, did you uh, did you do any little diggings in on the info of the thought or, or, or rough planning that they started to do on Woodstock '50? Because it was it was somewhat in the uh, works for a little while. When was this supposed to be? Uh, I missed the the dates here, but it was how was it? Because they they were talking like Jay Z was supposed to be on it, and uh, 2019 was the list. That was 50 years later. 19. That's what it says here. 79 or 69 to 19. Interesting. I never had heard this before. Yeah. Yeah. So there there was there was talks of it, and they were trying to put it together, and just nobody would touch it. The Woodstock Again, name yeah. is officially Michael tainted, Lang and it's officially it tainted even and... more after that documentary. Like, you can't, yeah. so, you oh, can't yeah. call it that anymore. Yeah. There's, there's no way. Yeah. They won't. You can call it pretty much anything else but that, really. You know. Yeah. They couldn't get a venue. They couldn't get anything. Uh, what was it? The planned lineup was The Killers for so August 16th. The Killers, Miley Cyrus, Santana. Uh, Lumineers, Raconteurs, uh, Robert Plant, like the the there was a big list. I mean, John Fogarty was on there. Uh, Run the Jewels. So same kind of uh, thing, trying to mix the old and the new. 
Totally. Yeah. Totally. Akon. Akon. Uh, who the hell else is on here? Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty big list. Oh, the the best one on the list, though, was the uh, Greta Van Fleet. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. I mean, on stage. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, so that that was that was in talks, and then it it fell through. So. It feels like these big festivals are I, like all the time thankfully. now, right? Like it, yeah. it feels like I, I look at all these the summer festivals that are coming out. I look at the the bills, and it's just like the biggest bands in the world ever that are all playing at these festivals all together at once all the time. You know, it's yeah. There's there's no need for the labeling of Woodstock anymore because yeah. there's so many big yeah and they're playing in like you know in the middle of Alabama like and it's like Metallica you know that like it's yep. <laughs> <laughs> huge bands that are playing these play things still right because mm-hmm. I think they're all trying to get out there now too right yeah they have to so it's been so long with with nothing yeah yeah so. I, yeah, I think that the Woodstock name is dead. I think you just got to kind of bury yeah. it, especially after this whole, yeah. uh, you know, if anybody didn't know about it in 99 or didn't know about it, then they can, they can watch what it was like. It's it's a pretty good documentary in that sense. It pretty much paints the picture of what went down. So, you know. Uh, what not yeah, to do. Yeah, what not How to not do. How not to organize. Maybe that's what that was for future festivals. Who knows, right? Yeah, but. Michael Lang is not a part of that, so yep. yeah. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Michael Lang. Thanks and for the music. Whatever, but and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we want you guys to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. Keep it going, keep it strong, because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with B sides and beers podcast.